0: Welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas, a podcast for mamas created by mamas. We discuss ancestral food, cooking, feeding our families, and holistic living with the everyday modern mom.
1: We are Corey and Christine, two mamas on a mission to nourish our families holistically while keeping it real in today's crazy world. Follow us on this adventure and enjoy the stories and information we share. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Modern Ancestral Mamas. This is Christine from Nourish the Littles, and I'm joined by Corey from For Nutrients' Sake. And this is Season 2, Episode 1. Um, we took a little bit of a break the past few weeks because it was back to school, and you know, Corey was busy starting the school year with her kids. She homeschools. And I was busy starting the school year with my kids. Um, They go to school, but, you know, it's getting back into routines for both of us uh, took a little bit of our extra brain power. And so we needed to take a break. But we are so glad to be back. And we've got a different episode for today.
0: Yeah, so today we are going to be talking about Um, Well, we're calling this our birthday episode, and it's not really the birthday episode of the podcast, although it it kind of is, because when we did our first, it was almost a year ago, like when this episode comes out, it will be pretty much a year ago that we had our other first episode. Um,
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: But we're calling this our birthday episode because Christine and I both realized that we have um, both turned 30 six this year and that we want we thought it might be fun to kind of talk about what's changed what we've learned over the last um 36 years. I do want to caveat this by saying um by no means do we know things <laughs> like anything maybe. <laughs> um,
1: oh don't worry I, mean, I, I talk about that. <laughs>
0: okay all right um yeah we're gonna I don't I don't want anybody to look at us and be like oh they know stuff you know like we have some things that we've maybe figured out or that is like working now for us um and we're happy to share and talk about that I don't know like I love hearing that kind of thing from other people because it helps me to kind of be introspective and see um you know, look at myself and go, oh yeah, that would really work in my life, or that's something that I would really like to take on. So anyway, that's the, that's the idea behind this episode. And, um, since we're talking about birthdays and our opening question to every episode usually has something to do with what we're talking about, um, Christine, do you want to start with telling us when was your birthday this year? This is 2022. And, um, How did you celebrate it?
1: Sounds good. Okay. So my birthday is in the summer. It's June 27th. And I was actually in Georgia visiting Corey um, (laughs) for, you know, I guess my birthday week or whatever. Um, The past few years, my family started a tradition where we decided to just take a vacation during My birthday, because my birthday and my sister's birthday are two days apart. And so we just decided to combine those two and take a family vacation with my side of the family. And it actually works out really well because it means I don't have to worry about, I don't know, celebrating my birthday in any really big way. I can just spend it with my family and my immediate family. And I absolutely love that. And so we were on St. Simon's Island in Georgia. And on my actual birthday, we went to a crab restaurant that Corey recommended (laughs) that she she said we should go to. And uh, I ate my like an absurd amount of crab and oysters and my son ate the same amount as me. And (laughs) it was crazy to watch him just devour crab and enjoy it as much as I do. Um... And yeah, it was, it was a really just good birthday spent with family. It was quiet and, you know, nothing wild and crazy.
0: Did you guys get dessert?
1: Oh yeah, of course. You're right. We went to the, the Moo, Moo Cow. Moo Cow. Yeah. 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 We went to Moo Cow. So Corey recommended this place called Moo Cow and they have wild flavors and we went there and it was, moo cow was delicious of course
0: it's ice cream if anybody
1: oh it's wondering. ice cream right ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah yeah I actually have- think oh no I was just gonna say I think that was the first time the baby had like a conventional ice cream <laughs> and of course he loved it <laughs> but yeah it was so good it was it was a really good birthday
0: <laughs> of course what flavor did you get do you remember Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have weird I, flavors they have like cucumber and um uh what's another one um old bay
1: i know yeah, I you, ta- you weird, told me about yeah. those and none those of those flavors were there yeah when we got there i want to say it was something like caramelly with turtles or something maybe i don't
0: know oh yeah there's like a I know what you're talking I had, about.
1: Like, little chocolate. It's like a moose something.
0: tracks, but they make it all like beachy themed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what about so, you, Corey?
0: Yeah. I, I warned Christine before we started the episode that um, this is not going to be super great news. <laughs> My birthday was really weird this year um, because, you know, we've moved from maryland we moved from maryland in may my birthday is in september the first week of september and um so we've been in oh september 3rd okay and um so we had been in georgia for like i don't know four months and we have to go back every quarter for my husband's job so we we went back for the weekend of labor day and um which is also my birthday and my son's birthday, because my oldest child was born the day after my birthday. Um, which oh, yeah, whoa. for anybody who's wondering, I was in labor my entire
1: on your birthday.
0: Birthday that year, yeah. What, anyway, Eleven years ago. Yes. Um, oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, and it also means that now I spend my entire birthday with him. Going, all right, six hours till my birthday. And <laughs> I can't wait for your birthday to be over mom so it can be my birthday and I also oh have gosh. to like prep everything for his birthday anyway oh, um, <laughs> like why couldn't my birthday have been the day after his birthday that would have been totally better. right. should have planned that it. better um, <laughs> anyway so we're in Maryland Ryan my husband is actually gone on my birthday because he had this like Thing that he was going to do, which I told him he should do, he didn't like ditch me without my permission. And the whole time he was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm leaving you on your birthday." It was really sweet. However, <laughs> I'm my my daughter goes to a baseball game with her grandfather, so I have the other three kids by myself. And this is—I kid you not, this is so pathetic. I go back to my father-in-law's house, which is where we're staying in um, in Maryland. I had gotten a frozen pizza from Whole Foods and a little jar of – so I, like, make the frozen pizza for the kids. I didn't even want to eat. I was, like, just done for the day. And I had this little jar of um, uh, caramel, um, like a pudding, but no, custard, like a custard from – it's, like, it's – I don't know. It was, like, tiny. It's, like, a shot glass that I got at Whole Foods, it was probably like $7 or something stupid. And I didn't even eat it. I kid you not. I fell asleep at like 8.30. And because I was like just exhausted from the day, there was a lot of emotional stuff happening because we were back in Maryland. Anyway, guys, it was a mess. And However, here's the bright side, okay? Okay. (laughs) We are now back in Georgia. Um, We're recording this only a little bit after my birthday. And yeah. um, my parents have promised that when they come back from Maryland to Georgia, they will watch our kids so that Ryan and I can go out to dinner and celebrate my birthday.
1: <laughs> <Aww>.
0: <laughs> so we, we am- intend to go over to this really cute little restaurant on the water and walk around in Old Jekyll, um, which is really lovely. So.
1: Oh, wait, which one on the water?
0: Goodness, I cannot remember the name of it. But it's like the restaurant is out like on the pier.
1: Yeah, and it's by these giant trees.
0: Well, yeah, but there are giant trees all over the place down here.
1: Well, true. (laughs) I think I know which one you're talking about because we, after the turtle sanctuary, we went to go find a place to eat.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, probably.
1: And it's, it's a big house. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called either, but it was incredible. I mean oh, the spot good. was so beautiful.
0: I haven't been there yet, but I am looking forward to it. And I'm going to completely um, you know, max out. So <laughs> <laughs> the other thing though is like I did buy myself a couple of new cookbooks and um my other present to myself is going to the Weston Price conference next month. So Oh yeah.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We don't That's really awesome. do presents for adults yeah. in my family.
1: I know. Actually, I didn't even think about that. I'm trying to think like what. I got a pair of barefoot sandals, but I Ooh. had to wait like three months for them to come in because they took so long. They came in initially and they were the wrong size and then I had to return them and wait for the right size. So it took like three months to finally get them and I got them pretty much at the end of the summer. I want to say I got them in September.
0: Okay, but you live in um, Texas. You can wear sandals.
1: I can. Yeah. <laughs> but they're amazing, actually. I, I really like them and now I'm I, I'm digressing, but now I am in this I'm stuck in this place where I can't decide if I keep buying barefoot shoes or I have a really bad shoe addiction. Or if I just keep buying regular shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh I don't know. I don't know. Like all of my all of my winter boots are so cute. And they're not barefoot shoes at all. (laughs) I have not. Okay, are
0: they the same as zero shoes?
1: Okay, so these are actual sandals. Like they like are dressy sandals. They're from this brand called Croupon.
0: Um.
1: Okay. They're leather bound sandals. Do
0: they have the like grounding strip in them?
1: No, these don't have a grounding strip in them. Earth runners have a grounding strip on okay, them. Yeah. Those I think are more athletic looking and these are more But I've seen dressy, some that are like really wear.
0: cute like wear to the playground sort of sandals that yeah. have a grounding strip.
1: Earth, yeah, Earth runners. Earth runners are okay. great too. Everyone I know that wears them is obsessed with them. Actually, I just bought my son a pair of zeros. Um, and he really likes them. So, the barefoot tennis shoes.
0: This is a level of Crunchy I have not gotten to.
1: I know. This is one I'm just sort of starting to dive into. Well, because – okay, so I'm trying to think when this episode will come out. Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I, I am friends with an individual here in Texas, in Dallas, who um, will be at the conference, and she will be doing all of the movement sessions at the conference, her and her husband – and they she's a structural fascial therapist I hope I say this right (laughs) don't kill me Callie um but basically she like knows so much about the feet and uh the body and fascial uh, fascia and all that kind of stuff and she sort of has gotten me into the barefoot shoe thing um And I'm kind of starting to just like dive into that. She told me that she only had one pair of shoes and it was Earth Runners. And I was mind blown. I was like, wait, what? I I know it took me one, I know it took me a while to like, I had to wrap my head around that. (laughs) It's like, wait, you wear Earth Runners all day, every day, all the time, like even when it's really cold. And she was like, well, yeah, it doesn't get that cold in, in Texas. And I'm like, yeah, but it we uh, we had snow the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I know, right? What if so shout out. To to Kelly? Wedding? <laughs> I don't oh, I don't know.
0: Okay, don't so know. there's at one point in my life where I had over a hundred pairs of shoes. I have since like super pared down from that, but
1: <laughs> whoa,
0: it was insane. This is, this is back when I spent a lot more money designer? on clothes than I do now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. When I totally. had my whole life was based around clothing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So interesting. One of these days we need to do an episode on the costume designing thing and you can just share with us. I feel like this you know is about not the audience for us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so here's
0: the, I, it's mostly just like historical stuff. Like I love historical, um, costume history. It's fascinating. However, if anybody's actually interested in it, there's some really, um, great YouTubers out there, um, doing amazing work. Um, just like on education and you can find it if you just look up like historic costume designers on, um, on YouTube. Side note.
1: That's cool. Okay. And maybe maybe we just tell people, leave us a DM or a comment if you want to hear more about shoes and costume designing. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: We'll have a complete, like, digression episode. Yeah. Because, Christine, oh. you could talk about clothes, too, forever, right?
1: I could. I do consider myself a fancy hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a guilty pleasure for clothes and fashion and things like that. And that's just because ever since I've been a child, I've been obsessed with fashion. Um, And I lived in New York City for five years and was obsessed with fashion before I was obsessed with nutrition. And yeah, it's kind of like my guilty pleasure. (laughs) So anyway, let's talk about... How wise we are now that we're 36 years old.
0: Yeah. I mean, so 36 is not that old. <laughs> like, no. it's really not. We have not lived very much life. No. I mean, I've only, I've been married for 12 years. My old, I've only been a mom for 11 years. That's not that's not a lot, you know, comparatively, like there are clearly women who have a million times more experiences in wisdom than I do. Um, probably, you know, my own grandmothers and my own mom would, would be able to throw some much better wisdom at us. Um, but there are, I mean, okay. So like I've been thinking about this episode ever since Christine came up with the idea and, um, I, the, one of the things that I really, really wanted to talk about was, and this is, this is something that our little group of, um, nutritionally minded friends talk about a lot where we talk about the idea is, you know, kind of looking at the big picture, rather than getting bogged down in the weeds of things. And we just had this conversation the other day where we were talking about um, Gatorade, right? Gatorade. Gatorade. And um, we were talking about how Christine's kid didn't know what Gatorade was, which is, like, amazing that you've been able to pull that off because she's, what, seven now?
1: She's six. She just turned. So, six. Okay, she's
0: six. Yeah. So, um I mean my kids certainly know what Gatorade is, is, and I know that they've had it. Um because my like I know my brother has brought bought my son Gatorade when they've gone on fishing trips. And um or any I don't know, other times I'm sure that they've had Gatorade. Um and so we've been talking about between the, the four of us, I guess I should give a little context on that. We have this little group chat between Christine and I and two of our other, our other friends who are also um, have degrees in nutrition. Have been or, guests
1: on, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, think, and they've, been, they've guests been guests on our show, our show too, but.
0: yeah. But we all are kind of in the same headspace when it comes to this stuff. And what we were talking about the other day was that, like, two of us are mostly of the mindset that our kids will can have this kind of actually, I think three of us were of the mindset that our kids have these things. Yeah. We don't love it, but we're also trying to look at the big picture of their lives. You know, like if you look at, if you pull back and look at, um, their their day as a whole, right? A, a Gatorade, while not the greatest thing for them to be drinking one day during the week, once, you know, after their at after their soccer practice or whatever, because that's what the other mom brought as the snack, then you know, it's not it's not gonna derail them, it's not gonna mess them up. Um what was it that that I can't remember one of Somebody pulled out a stat, and I couldn't remember exactly what the stat was. Do you remember? It was like four percent. Yeah, like it was like four percent. Even yeah. if your kid
1: so eats perfectly and one time a week eats a, a dessert or a processed food or out just anything, okay, um, that's only four percent. Was it? Oh, great. Was it four percent of the year or of the life? No, I don't remember
0: no i mean i may have been like of the week it doesn't really matter but the 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 point is is that it is a small percentage of their entire let's just say of the week okay of their of all of the foods that they're eating during the week it's a small percentage and allowing them that freedom to make the choice to eat that thing is probably going to result in their them having a better relationship with food. So I'm coming at this from a point of, I had very strict eating habits in my early mothering years. Um, and I was imposing those onto my children. And um, I did that for probably five or six years. And then f- finally got to the point where I Didn't feel like it was a sustainable thing for me personally, for me as a mom, and for my children. And I didn't want to keep doing that to them. And I had to figure out a way for me to find peace with allowing them to have those things. so um, And not stressing them out and not stressing myself out. And it took me a while to kind of be okay with it. Um, but I think I've gotten to the point where, I mean, I don't like it. I still don't love love it. Like, my kid had something the other day. My husband bought one of the kids something the other day. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? And he was like, you have to chill. You just have to chill. Okay, fine. Okay. You know?
1: <laughs> like. See, Corey, this is where I think that you're way more... Um- I don't know, maybe relaxed or just you're further on in that journey than I am because I feel like I'm still where you might have been at a few years ago where I'm like really tightly wound when it comes to these sorts of things. And it is really hard for me to let go and say, yeah, okay, you can have that Gatorade after soccer practice or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, And I did look it up. Uh, So one time, one treat a week is less than 4% in comparison to the week's meals. And so when that stat was given, it was kind of like, okay, you're right. It's not that big of a deal. Um, And I think this is actually where context comes into play for each of us and not just Corey and I, but every single one of us in whatever life situation that we're in. i think I could be wrong, but I think part of the reason why I am so tightly wound about this is because while my kids are getting my breakfasts, my school lunches and my dinner, snack is provided by the school and the school does try to do the best job that they can, but it's still not organic fruit. Um, My son came home the other day and said something about how he had ranch dressing and I was like, wait, what? Ranch dressing? And of course, I'm internally freaking out and thinking, wait, 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 is he serious? Um, Because that was kind of out of character of the school. I mean, normally it's like fruit and seeds or something or a vegetable and hummus, which like even store-bought hummus, I, you know, I cringe at. It has canola oil in it and it's chickpeas that are not prepared properly. And you know what I mean? So in my head, I think it's five snacks a week plus, like, whatever treat is going to sneak its way in. Um, And so I think that's why I feel overwhelmed. Like, it feels like it's too much. But then we have to realize that we can't control everything. And we can only do the best that we can right now um, and hope that we're educating them well, so that they make whatever you know the best decisions that they can in the future. Um, so yeah, I, it's it's hard. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, and I think actually hard.
1: this goes into into like you were going to talk about enjoying the small moments because how many small moments are revolved around food? <laughs> so many
0: yeah so many um well I mean like today my family went to um Savannah for the day we were picking up my mother-in-law from the airport and then we just hung out in Savannah we went to um we went to this Cuban restaurant for lunch and then we um went to a museum and then we walked around the city and then my husband was like let's go get ice cream so um We, obviously those are two meals, or, I mean, ice cream's not a meal, but two things, two, let's just call it a meal, two meals that have things in them that I'm not thrilled about, right? I mean, the Cuban restaurant we ate, it's, I mean, Cuban food is basically, you know, rice and beans and meat, but we did have the tostones, which I'm sure are fried in canola oil or some soy oil or something. And then I'm sure they use that kind of stuff in the other. Um, they're not, they're not cooking anything butter or tallow. Let's just say that. Um, but it was a wonderful day. We had a great time. Um, the kids, you know, had, were left sitting there laughing at the ice cream place about how they were all had like mustaches and goatees of chocolate ice cream around their mouths. And then, they were in the, um, they have like this old uh, telephone booth with a dialing telephone, a rotary telephone. And the kids loved it. And it was just this awesome day. And on the way home, my husband like cranks up the Hamilton soundtrack and everybody's like singing Hamilton music in the car. And it was just awesome. It was a great day. And, you know, if if I was so sp- Worried about the food, we would have just driven right back home after getting my mother-in-law because I had forgotten to pack lunches. Another story. But, um, you know, it was worth it to do all those other things and just say, okay, you know, we had steak and rice and beans for lunch. And, yes, maybe they were not cooked in the greatest of oils, but it was still you know, real food and everybody had a great time. Um, That's the same thing with my, uh, with the poetry tea time that we do, you know, it's, Mm. it's a small moment. We don't do it. We don't do it every day, but you know, the kids have cookies or something and usually they're homemade because usually my daughter wants to be a baker supposedly when she grows up. So she's been making all of these treats And, um, and I've been telling her, okay, you know, like your goal is to make us a special thing to have with poetry tea time. So this is, a you know, this is a time when she gets to be creative in the kitchen and doing what she wants to do, which is not savory. She has no desire to make savory food. Um, she wants to make desserts and I don't want to be the one telling her, oh no, 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 no. We don't make desserts, you know. We only make, uh, you know, quote, healthy desserts. Like, we don't make things, we don't make cookies. Um, or we only make cookies with, uh, you know, brown flour that makes your, your, yeah, brown flour that makes your cookies look ugly. Like, I'm not going to tell her she can use those really weird gel colorings, but I'm okay with her using white flour. You know, that kind of thing. So anyway,
1: yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I I definitely agree with that because, well, as as of right now, neither of my kids have shown an interest in (laughs) baking, but, um, just the, not stifling your child's inner creativity, their, um, what am I trying to say here? (laughs) Just there's, there's an importance in that connection for them that connection with you. Yeah. That ability to be intrinsically motivated and do something and explore that interest of theirs. Um of course there's that there's a chapter you know, leader. And, yeah.
0: There's a there's a Weston Prize chapter leader whose son was on one of those kids' baking shows. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And I remember like hearing yeah. that he was gonna be on the show and going, How in the world could he this was, you know, couple years ago how in the world was she letting him bake enough that he was practicing enough to be able to go on the show or, or was he only ever making sourdough cupcakes or something yeah. and I was like Corey you're being stupid like his mom let him bake that's a yeah. great thing and he learned enough that he could get on this show at like yeah. 12 years old or something that's yeah. awesome <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah remember.
0: All right. So I think this kind of leads into what I wanted to say next. Um and that is that I think I'm I, I'm in this currently I'm in this place of trying to choose um relationships over being right. And I think that can play into food, but I think that can play into a lot of other things. And I remember the first time I heard somebody ask me the question, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? And that's not easy, you know, especially if you're the kind of person that likes to win. (laughs) Um, But I think that being in a relationship with a person is better than being right Even when it comes to food. So I have this struggle when it comes to that, you know, where like my, um, somebody will buy food for my kid that is a treat. And I'm like, I really don't want them to eat that. Like we could have bought better ice cream or something. Even if you wanted to buy it, like buy something better. But I've gotten to the point where I'm having to recognize that this is, this is a way that this person is showing love. And Sometimes, depending on who the person is, you can have the conversation and say, like, hey, next time, would you mind, you know, buying a book or um, buying this brand of ice cream? But sometimes, some people, that's just not the option. That's not going to land well or it's just not going to stick. And you just have to look at it and go, okay, I'm choosing relationship over being right in this. Um So there's something to ruminate on that.
1: Yeah. I remember at one conference, Sally saying something along the lines of when you go to someone's house and they offer you food, you eat it and you're grateful and you participate in the meal and the conversation and you know, that's it. And at the time I think this was a few years ago, I remember being appalled, thinking, you eat the food? (laughs) What? I can't believe Sally is saying this. And a few years later, and you reflect on it, and you realize that she's actually right, that it's more important to just be grateful for what's in front of you and grateful for the connection around the table of who you are communing with than analyzing and stressing over the food on the plate. Um, we could always add an, a caveat and say this could be different for those on healing protocols. And I think yeah, anyone course. on a healing protocol is seeing life and food from a completely different lens and they are taking the necessary steps to uh, stay on that healing protocol. But yeah, or in general. Yeah, or anybody with
0: allergies, like Right, so go right, right, right. If you're allergic to peanuts, totally,
1: totally. <laughs> um, but the the big message that I took away from that was this idea of gratefulness, and I that is actually one of the guidelines, if I remember correctly. I think it's no, maybe it's practice forgiveness. I can't remember if it's gratefulness and forgiveness or maybe one or the other. But I do know that that's one of the guidelines, and it's one that it's taken me a few years, 36 years to figure out. Um, <laughs> uh, But yeah. And, and so go, talking a little bit more about this idea of like choosing relationships, relationships over being right. I love this Corey, because I actually feel like I learned a lot during the pandemic about this just because, you know, there's so many different views on everything and I saw how people were being torn apart. Um, Families were being torn apart. Relationships were being torn apart. And every person did what they thought was best for themselves. And I kind of realized, okay, at this point you decide whether you want to keep having a relationship with certain people in your life or you want to cut them out. And in the same way that... you know, we stress about food or these kinds of things, we could have stressed about other aspects. And instead it was just like, okay, I'm going to choose this relationship for my family and I'm going to opt for that instead. So yeah, definitely learned a lot about relationships over being right
0: yeah I think that's a a hard one to swallow um but I think and and I think that's one that's like you're never going to have arrived at that one you know that's always going to be a striving to choose relationships over being right um I don't know I just think there's a lot there's there's a lot of peace in that and personal freedom and yeah I think that's all I have to say on that one. <laughs> oh, anyway, all right, let's move on. Christine, what wisdom do you have to share with us? Since I've been bumbling about my wisdom for the last thirty minutes,
1: um, I'm not sure I have much wisdom because my well, very great. first Thank piece you. of wisdom is I don't know as much as I thought I did. <laughs> Um, that's probably the number one thing I've learned in my 36 years of life is I know nothing. (laughs) Um, and it's been interesting to reflect back on myself in my twenties or even as a teen and think how cocky and just all knowing I thought I was and realizing that I was clueless. Um, And I think that that's, that's what life is. It's a constant journey of learning more about yourself. And, and I've realized that life is incredibly nuanced. There is nothing that is black and white. And if there's one thing that has stood out the most to me, once I embarked on this nutrition journey is that we are so bio-individual And that just doesn't, it does not just apply to nutrition. It applies to our family situations. It applies to how we live our life. It applies to every aspect of who we are as people and our family units. And so these blanket suggestions or these, you know, blanket uh, recommendations from whether it's a healthcare practitioner or I don't know. The social media or you know anything like that these it's it might not apply to you personally it might not apply to me um and along that vein really looking into your own intuition and listening to your inner knowing and listening to your gut because nine times out of 10 that gut instinct is right um and then the other thing I've realized is I need to work on myself more if I want to continue to improve my relationships with others. Uh, that's been a journey that started since my first. I had my first child, and my eyes sort of awakened to this reality of, oh, my goodness, how I was raised as a child is 100% impacting my parenting today, and it's impacting my relationship with my children, it's impacting my relationship with my husband, and it took me being a parent to realize that I was so asleep and living in my subconscious before, Um, and I am so far from a perfect parent. I can't even begin to tell you how messed up I am, but at least I feel like I've made progress in knowing that, you know, these are... (laughs) the things that I need to work on. Um, and I'm going to take the steps to do it. And so, you know, I've been actively taking steps to improve myself emotionally and physically. Um, you know, I think it's important to note that whatever we see on social media is not real life. Uh, yeah, I do cook really nutrient dense foods nine times out of 10, but that also doesn't mean that we're all super healthy and, you know, I don't know, all of our mineral status is right on par and whatever you, you want to say. We I think that we live in a really the world that we live in today unfortunately is pretty toxic and it's hard even for for us, for those of us that are pretty far along on this journey, it's hard for us to achieve true health. It's just something that we're like constantly evolving and working towards. Um, And I think that is a, that's because of the world that we live in today. And so that goes into, you know, life is a journey. And, And I still think that wherever we are in the journey is exactly where we're supposed to be in that moment. And we're meant to be here. And this is the path that we've chosen and it's right for us. Um, Yeah, there's my monologue.
0: Your monologue was short compared to my monologue, so.
1: (laughs) But I was actually, I was actually wondering, we didn't think about this. We didn't talk about this. So this is going to be fun to see what we come up with. But what are some things that we're currently learning or interested in? Have you been working on anything?
0: Um well, yeah, I mean this whole we're we're trying to build a homestead and this is not something that we really have any experience in. I mean, I we had goats when I was a kid, but they were hobby goats and my mom did all the work, so like, it wasn't. It wasn't what my husband and I are trying to build, and we just had. We got our first shipment of chicks a week ago, and we found one had died today, and it's super upsetting. Um, but it is part of the process. I mean, people who are who have been doing this for a long time Are probably like you lost one chick Whoa. but <laughs> I don't know we may lose more honestly but um it's not it's not a good feeling so anyway yeah so we're learning about that um and other things that I'm interested like in the health sphere there's
1: doesn't have to be health anything
0: well, okay, but there is there are a couple things that I'm interested in in the in that realm specifically. One is that I've seen some interesting um, information about uh, sugar, and that it may not be as um, terrible as we've been led to believe, but but not necessarily like white sugar, just like sweeteners and like natural natural sweeteners and fruit and stuff. Um so I'd like to I'd like to learn more about that and find some good resources on that because I'm not sure they're from what I've what I've seen I'm not hundred percent convinced that those resources are trustworthy. Um so I'm interested in that and then um I'm my with my daughter wanting to do all this baking it's been like I love baking. And so I've been wanting to do, explore that with her. Like the other day she's like, I really want to learn how to make croissants. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I definitely want to learn how to make croissants too. But like, you can't tell me at four o'clock that we need to have croissants with dinner. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Um. That's so intense. <laughs> so, I, I believe croissants are like a three-day process. Yeah.
0: Yes. They're not something you can have in an hour. Yeah. Um. Unless you like crack a thing at Pillsbury. I was
1: about to say that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say, unless you get it some Pillsbury croissants, of course.
0: <laughs> those are not French croissants. Okay.
1: No, no, no. And <laughs> I definitely grew up on Pillsbury croissants, okay guys? Let's just make that clear. I ate that, those a lot as a kid. That
0: was like a massive treat if my mom let us buy those. I was super excited about them. And popping that thing open scared the bejebus out of me. Um <laughs> Okay. And then I okay, the other the the other thing that I'm really doing right now that I haven't done in a long time is just reading for pleasure. Mm. Just what, things that I want to read because I want to read them. And um, I've been doing this thing where if I wake up anytime after five o'clock in the morning, I just get up. And I go, you know, in my dark house and I'll read and it's just been glorious and I've been reading like I have a devotional that I have been reading through. I have um, one of Joel Salatin's books I've been reading through. I have a um, book on chicken keeping, which clearly I need to read more through. And, um, and then I have a novel and it's just been great. Like the last time that I sat and read a novel was pre-pandemic and I read this novel that a friend of mine in college wrote and the only reason I made it through was because I told her I would read it um it was fantastic it had nothing to do with the book not being good it was just that finding time with in my life to to or making time in my life to do that was hard um but okay Christine what about you some things that you would like to learn more about now that you're older and wiser.
1: I know, right? So I really want to get back into playing an instrument. Um, Ooh, what did I you play before? To, I used to play the piano, and I was forced to practice for many years of my life. And As all
0: good parents do.
1: Of course, and I didn't like my teacher very much. And I was fairly decent, and I have forgotten all of it all no. of it no. I, no like I used to play I used to have three or four songs like long you know like Beethoven Bach songs memorized that I could sit at a party and just play and I can sit at a piano now and I don't even know the the keys I couldn't even tell you what the keys are I mean it's crazy okay
0: that can't be true though that's got something be like riding a bike right
1: I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, I'm asking for some piano lessons for Christmas. Uh, I don't have a piano in my house. My mom has a piano, but I don't have a piano, so I don't know how that will work. But <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I've
0: seen Facebook Marketplace tons.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, I, would, I really do want to get back into playing an instrument. My husband plays the guitar very passionately, has way too many guitars. Um, he loves music, and... I think it would be fun if I couldn't play piano and we could play something together. That would be awesome. But, um, I know I'm with you in the book thing too. I love reading. I don't, there isn't enough time in the day to read. And I also struggle with like, I have so many interests. I want to read about nutrition. I want to read about parenting. I want to read a novel and nine times out of 10, I end up gravitating towards either nutrition or a novel and, or sorry, nutrition or parenting and not a novel. And I think I need to step back and not read about nutrition for a while and read about some, either a classic when, actually, when we were in Georgia, I started listening to Wuthering Heights on the drive and I was just, I used to be my favorite book. I loved it. It was such a great, you know, memory and going back into time and I need to do that again.
0: Do you read so, aloud to your kids?
1: I mean, we read the magic tree house. <laughs>
0: it's
1: nothing interesting to me. Well, um, so the
0: reason I ask is because um, we started reading, and I know we've talked about this before, but I started reading aloud to them, um, to my kids, and that kind of like, sparked me wanting to get back into reading too, because I, what I read them was, um, Anne of Green Gables, the first, the first and ins- not magic tree house <laughs> level chapter book that I read yeah. to them. Cause we've read like all of the magic tree houses and Cam Jensen and whatever. But, um, so the first non of those levels that I read to them was, um, Anne of Green Gables, which is my absolute favorite book. Oh. And, um, and anyway, it sparked, you know, my wanting to get back into doing that for myself.
1: What age were they when you read Anne of Green Gables?
0: Um, my old, my son, who's my oldest was probably nine,
1: eight. Do you think it's, okay. Do you think it's too Wait a minute. How old, difficult for like a six and eight year old?
0: I mean, you could try it. I had I bought the illustrated version. There's an illustrated one. Oh. And um, that helped. And the other thing that I did, I waited until they were in there. It, it was bedtime. And I had mm-hmm. already put the baby to bed. So it was just me and them. And it was mm-hmm. in their room. They shared a room at this time. And the deal was they could either snuggle with me or they had to be in their beds and they could sketch or color while I was reading to them. Okay. And so that kept them, their hands entertained, you know, um, yeah. while I read.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. I remember as a child, my mom reading Watership Down. I mean, she read a lot of books to me. Watership Down was one of them. Tale of Two Cities. She read so many, but Watership Down was one that stuck in my brain. But I was older, so I think I need to wait until they're a little bit older before I can read that one. But I do want to get. On, I want to get into this routine of yeah, reading something that's not Magic Tree to them. <laughs> I'm so over those books.
0: <laughs> Jack and Annie. Live in Frog Creek, Pennsylvania. Oh my
1: goodness! But anyway, <laughs> all right. That's funny, Corey. I'm starting to lose steam here. So, <laughs> do you want to answer the last two questions?
0: Late. Um, I think let's skip to maybe just talking about what we want to do this season for the podcast. Perfect. Okay. Um, so starting this season, um, we have some really cool interviews coming up that we're really excited to share with you guys and, um, talking about things like, um, uh, nourishing our teens and our preteens and, um, ways to, um, we've been promising you guys a budgeting episode For a long time, (laughs) and we're we're going to bring that to you. We promise it'll. We're doing it. Um, We just, yeah, we just
1: have so many ideas for it. Yeah, that we're trying to figure out what in what order they go, because I think once we start talking about budgeting, it's going to be about between two and three episodes, maybe four. Yeah. So. There's just a lot to prepare for the budgeting episode.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot that we wanted to make sure that we were um, kind of accurate on and
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, giving good sound. uh, I don't know if advice is the right word, but
1: information,
0: information. um, Yeah.
1: What else? Okay. So I think also in season two, we're going to talk about organ meats We'll yeah talk about um why am I blanking on this? Oh occupational therapy, uh like O T work and feeding babies and stuff like that. Um and there was another one. I
0: don't know, but it'll be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all I can. That's all I can remember for now. But yeah, we're super excited for season two, and just you know, we're honored that you guys are still listening. Uh, you've been listening for almost a full year now, and we really appreciate that. And you know, we Corey and I each get DMs regularly from people just thanking us for the podcast and sharing their own story with us and. We love, 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 love reading those DMs. Um, so if you guys ever have any show requests for topics that you want to see, um, you know, message us and let us know. Or you, you can leave a, re- a review or a comment or I don't even know. Well, on I iTunes. mean, you can
0: comment on any of the uh, posts on our Instagram um, on the show Instagram, which is right. at Modern Ancestral Mamas. But also you could leave a review on Apple. What's it called? Apple Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, we're on the other platforms too, but honestly, I don't think I really check the other ones <laughs> because I have an iPhone, so it's easier to do that. Yeah. But um, I did want to say, and you know, we don't get any kickback for this at all, but this episode is coming out early October, and Christine and I will both be at the Weston A. Price Conference in Knoxville, Tennessee, the third week of October. It's like the 20-something. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you are there, we will, Christine has a table, and you should come up and say hi to us.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. You're and, right.
0: And <laughs> um, come say hi. Come talk to us. We would love to see you. We'd love to meet you um, and yeah. talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. And um, yeah, if you're in the area in Knoxville, come to the conference. If you're not in the area, which neither Christine and I are, still come to the conference.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's amazing. It's an amazing event. And if you are curious, um, we have an episode from last season. That maybe is episode two or three, and it is a recap of the 2021 conference. Uh, and um, I think we're planning on doing a recap of this one too, but it, yeah, the recap is not the conference. So don't think you're going to get all of the conference wisdom and brilliantness if you just listen to the recap.
1: Yeah. And also, since we are talking this this episode will come out at the beginning of october and we just want to remind everyone that episode number one is about halloween and we talk all about halloween so if you want to episode one season one episode one so if you want to get a jump start on listening to halloween recommendations um we talk about that and then episode two is the wise traditions conference um like recap of our experience. Okay. Well there we go.
0: I think that's all we've got for our epic birthday episode in which Corey talks a lot and Christine just says she doesn't know anything. So thanks.
1: (laughs) Wait, I think we have a new do we have a new review?
0: Oh I don't know. I haven't looked.
1: We have a new review. Okay, I'm gonna read it. (laughs) <laughs> oh yay
0: i get to hear it for the first time this is exciting
1: okay thank you ivana so ivana says old meets new she gave us five stars by the way you rock thanks okay great podcast for moms who value traditional ways while still being practical in today's world their postpartum episode was super helpful for my second birth childbirth. i did the I ditched the bra, and it helped my milk regulate and keep mastitis away. I also loved their meal series. Aw,
0: thanks. Yay. That episode was so good with Nina Marie. She's amazing. Um, Yes,
1: definitely. And her number one tip
0: was to go topless postpartum. Yep.
1: (laughs) Yep. Totally. I love it. All right. This is my bedtime reminder. It's on. So. All right. We're saying good night to everyone. <laughs>
0: good night, everyone. Although I hope you're not listening to this at 1045. Go
1: to bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um, we'll thank you for listening. Episode? See you in the next yeah. episode. Bye, y'all.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Modern Ancestral Mamas. Check out the show notes for the resources. You can find Christine on Instagram at Nourishthelittles and online at nourishthelittles.com. You can find Corey on Instagram at ForNutrientSake and online at ForNutrientsSake.com. Follow us on Instagram at Modern Ancestral Mamas.
1: The information contained in this show is for informational purposes only. It should not be intended as medical advice and should not replace your relationship with your healthcare practitioner.